Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, it's finally here. It is finally time. And the reason Greeny isn't here is because he is there because it's time for the NFL draft. And Greeny's actually going to join us on his own show coming up in about 15 minutes. Bob Wischusen sitting in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the app, and your smart speaker presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. And finally, the NFL draft has arrived. And we're going to talk a lot about it today at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm going to get right to the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless because it's amazing. We have arrived finally at the NFL draft. We have spent a year, it seems, talking about this on, an, on a daily basis. And our two preeminent draft experts, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, both go in a different direction by the time the draft gets to number three. Mel has the San Francisco 49ers sticking with Mac Jones in his last mock draft. Todd McShay has the 49ers kind of quote-unquote shocking the world and going with Trey Lance with the third pick. So you can see, we have no idea what's going to happen tonight. Makes it a great event. Finally here, and we'll break it down for you. Triple eight, say espn Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll talk with Greeny coming up in about 12 or 13 minutes. And then if you didn't hear enough of Mike Tannenbaum on KJZ, he will join us in the next hour. And I'll get a chance to fire some questions off at our resident GM, Mike Tannenbaum. But I want to put the 49ers on the clock. We know what's going to happen at one. We know what's going to happen at two. And I want to put the 49ers under a little bit more of a microscope, I think, than other people have put them under to this point. You know, Kyle Shanahan, it's funny. I was listening to a show the other day, and there are so many shows. I forget who said what. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something, and 10 minutes from now, you're going to forget I said it because everybody's got a different opinion about this stuff, and they all collide. But I heard someone posed this question on one of our shows the other day. And the question was, which quarterback in this draft has the best chance for success? And one of the guys' answers, and you have to forgive me, I forget who said it, but one of the guys' answers was, whoever San Francisco drafts. Whoever San Francisco drafts has the best chance for success, without even knowing who they draft. Whether it's Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whether you know there's a, a shocker and one of the other two guys drops to them, I don't care who it is. The guy that San Francisco drafts has the best chance for success. And why? Because that guy is going to Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan is going to, you know, lay hands on this quarterback. And this quarterback, because he's in the San Francisco offense with Kyle Shanahan as the play caller, is just bound for success. And I sat there thinking, you know, we live in New York. Dave Gettleman has to get this draft right or Giant fans want him fired. That's it. Get him out. Jet fans already are impatient with Joe Douglas. This is his second draft. I mean, it feels like he's been here forever. It's only the second time on a talent barren roster that Joe Douglas has had an opportunity to put his stamp on the team. And last year's draft for the Jets was, I think, a success. I mean, they got a franchise left tackle. They got a very promising wide receiver. Those were their picks of the top two rounds. He made a great trade for Jamal Adams, getting them two extra first-round picks. The first of those two first-round picks he has a chance to use tonight. And yet still there's already an undercurrent of, with Jet fans, less than patient. And yet I don't know in San Francisco. Am I the only one that looks at kind of perception versus reality? Herma Edwards always used to say that. There's perception and there's reality. The perception is no matter what Kyle Shanahan touches turns to gold. I don't know. What's the reality? This is going to be the fifth year that this regime is going to be in San Francisco. Two years ago, hey, 13-3, and Super Bowl, right? Can't beat it. 
The other three years they've been there, all three years have been under 500. Two years ago, Jimmy Garoppolo was the franchise quarterback. They made an unbelievable trade with the Patriots, gave him a second-round pick and got their franchise quarterback, and they went to the Super Bowl. Okay, well, if Jimmy Garoppolo was the franchise quarterback two years ago, so much so that San Francisco gave him $134, $137 million with $74 million guaranteed, why are they drafting his replacement now? Why didn't Kyle Shanahan lay his magic hands on Jimmy Garoppolo? What happened to the guy that they gave $74 million guaranteed to two years ago? Why did they get a pass for this? Why is everyone just automatically assuming that whichever quarterback goes to San Francisco is just in a can't-lose situation? Four years there, three of the four below five hundred, a Super Bowl run with a quarterback they're now giving up on. Where's the magic touch? I mean, are you so sure that if they take a project in Trey Lance, which they might do, that Kyle Shanahan is just going to wave his magic wand over Trey Lance and turn him into a great player? They had a player that actually was a starting quarterback for a period of time before he got to San Francisco, got to a Super Bowl, and now they're dumping him to draft his replacement. Perception versus reality. I think there's a lot more pressure on San Francisco in this draft, and this is why I think they're going to go with Mac Jones. I think they should draft Trey Lance. Okay, I think that's the higher ceiling player. I think that's the guy that ultimately might be a much more dynamic player, and I think probably fits a little bit more of how Kyle Shanahan would want to run an offense. But I think they realize that Mac Jones is much more of a, like, I know exactly what I'm getting. I'm going to plug him in. I know exactly what he is. I know exactly what I have to put around him. And I think on, on day one, he is a known entity starter as opposed to a Lance who started 17 games at lower level football one game last year. I mean, in the last two years, the guy's basically played one football game. So much more of a project. And if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded, to me, that is, before the draft, that is your window into what they're going to do. If they dump Garoppolo before the draft, I think they're taking Mac Jones. If they keep Garoppolo, they might be taking Trey Lance with the idea that they are going to turn him into the tutor or the kid to be tutored, and maybe they'll have another year of Garoppolo. But it just strikes me as odd that everyone thinks that whoever goes to San Francisco is just being given the golden ticket, right? Mac Jones goes there. Trey Lance goes there. It's can't miss because they've got the wizard. They've got the guy that's just going to lay hands on that quarterback, and that quarterback's going to be a can't-miss success. Well, they gave 130-some-odd million dollars and $74 million guaranteed to a guy that they tried to do that with and right now I think are admitting failed, And they traded multiple first-round draft choices to go up to replace that guy. And once that pick is made, then this draft really gets going. Because what do the Falcons do if one of the quarterbacks that they love unexpectedly slips to them? Maybe they love Mac Jones. They want the next Matt Ryan. Or do they stay with Kyle Pitts? And then this is where it starts to get fun. Mel Kuyper, in his latest mock, he has, I think, the Patriots trading with Detroit up to number seven to get Trey Lance because he thinks Mac Jones is going to go three to the 49ers. Todd McShay thinks that if Mac Jones doesn't go to the 49ers, if Trey Lance is the player that gets picked by San Francisco at number three and Mac Jones is on the board, he's got Mac Jones sliding from three all the way down to 15 
and the Patriots just sitting chilly at 15 and getting Mac Jones. Both guys have the Patriots getting a quarterback. One has them moving up to get Trey Lance. The other has them just sitting there at 15, and Mac Jones falls in their lap. We'll see what happens. It's Bob Bushu's and Infogreeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, again, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. And Greeny, as I said, not only presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance, but Greeny is going to join us coming up next, and we'll get his take behind the scenes on everything we're going to have ESPN-wise for you with our draft presentation tonight. It'll be a lot of fun to talk to Greeny on his own show when we come back to kick off the day of the NFL draft that is finally here. Bob O'Shoes and for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Beautiful day in New York for the NFL draft because it's drizzling rain outside. So why not tonight crack open a beer, sit inside, and watch Greeny? Bob O'Shoes and in for Greeny on his radio show. He's hosting the NFL draft, and he joins me now on the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. All right, first question, kind of the obligatory question, Greeny. Did you have any influence over hopefully either putting the montage of angry, annoyed, like disappointed Jet fans that we see every year somewhere deep in the rundown? Or is that going to be prominently featured like right before they make the second pick of the draft tonight? Are we going to see like the obligatory, like just you know, Jet fans angry through the year's highlight package that we always get? 
I think that what you're going to see, uh, Bob, is just a series of selfies taken of me in the moments the Jets have made their picks over the years. I, um, because my, my face will usually speak for all of them. That's the one nice thing about being a Jet fan tonight is whether it's the right pick or the wrong pick, you know in advance what it's going to be. So there's going to be very little room for surprise and frustration. Did Was there such a thing as a greeting selfie when they took Kyle Brady? If not, what would that have selfie have looked like? I sketched it. I, I wrote it. I, 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 I drew it. Uh, I, I, I drew a picture of my face. <laughs> it, was, it was just a man with a large frown. Um, but all kidding aside, it, it's going to be a great night. You mentioned that it's uh, drizzling there. It's pouring here in Cleveland, but they are still expecting 50,000 people to make it, which, uh, you know, to, to sort of pack the streets tonight, which hopefully will create a nice environment. And I also just wanted to say, first off, thank you for doing this these days. And I'm very impressed that when you got to me, your, your clock discipline is a lot better than mine. You can ask the guys on the staff. I haven't gotten out of this segment at, 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 at 16 minutes past the hour since we launched. So you're doing a lot better than I am already on that front. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can to try and make you proud. Uh, your clock discipline tonight, I mean, this is your role is like all clock discipline tonight. Right? How hard is it going to be for you to try and just keep the train on the tracks to make sure that – I mean, this – like, this is a show that literally is down to the 60 to 30 to 20 seconds at a time because these picks can start to come fast and furious. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't have any control over that. So my job will be to say, here comes Roger. Uh, the hard work is really being done by everybody else. Lewis Riddick and Booger McFarlane and Mel Kuyper and Susie's doing interviews. And Mel and, she- um, excuse me, uh, Mort and Shefty have all the information. And my job is just to keep everybody moving. So, uh, I, I feel really good about it, and I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, I was actually just sitting here before you called giving thought to what I want my approach to be as I've been trying to think about it. And, and I think what I've arrived at is, look, this, this night is a celebration for people who love football. And it's supposed to be the most fun night of the year. And that's the way we're going to approach it. And, and so hopefully it'll be a lot of fun, and hopefully there'll be some twists and turns along the way. We know what's happening at one, and we know – at two, but then the plot will thicken at three. And if it goes the way I think it's going to go, which is that I believe the 49ers are going to take Trey Lance, then I think all bets are suddenly off and it could become a very interesting first half of round one. I love it because I think they're going to take Mac Jones. I think they should tra- take Trey Lance. I think they're going to take Mac Jones. And the best part about this is the two guys that are the preeminent NFL draft figureheads at ESPN, and you'll be talking to at least Mel Kuyper tonight. Maybe at some point you'll have a chance to talk to Todd McShay too. Those are our two. I mean, that's our one and our 1A. They both have their mock drafts out. Todd has them taking Trey Lance. Mel has them taking Mac Jones. So we, we've got our two guys that spend their whole life doing this. They can't even agree on what's going to happen at three, which means really tonight, once the 49ers are on the clock, well, all bets are off in this thing. It's, it's awesome. It's correct. I flew out here with, with Shefty. Uh, Adam Shefty and I were on the same flight out here on Tuesday, and I said to him, what's going to happen? He said to me, Greeny, right now it is honestly 51:49 in that building, and that was Tuesday. Um, so I, I, think, I think what we are, what is happening is that there are people involved there who want to take Lance, and there are others who want to take Mac Jones, and at the end of the day, I think they will let Anahan make the decision. The best evidence that I've seen so far that you're right and I'm wrong, and that is that it's going to be Jones, is the conversation suddenly that they are talking about trading Garoppolo. I think if they trade Garoppolo, or if they are definitively planning on trading Garoppolo, it is a better sign that they are 
that they are drafting uh, Mac Jones, because I, I think if you can get everyone to agree on anything in this, it is that Mac Jones will be ready to start week one and Trey Lance will not. Trey Lance, who didn't even have a season last year, has played 17 games at North Dakota State, will probably be best served, um, you know, being an understudy to begin with. And if they trade Garoppolo, that probably is some evidence that they're planning on taking a quarterback who is more ready to start week one. Yeah, I said the th- same thing verbatim right before you came on. To me, that's the barometer. Yeah. If Garoppolo gets traded before the draft, they're taking Mac Jones, there's your plug-and-play guy. You would want Garoppolo to be there to take the heat off Trey Lance if you bring in your project guy. My question is, and I'm wondering how much back and forth there is in the room when you guys are getting ready to, to go on the air tonight, is there any pressure on San Francisco to win more quickly then maybe from the outside looking in, we, we think that, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, this is his fifth year coming up. They had the run with Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. They've been below 500 three out of the other four years. Now, even if it's a rebuild, once you get to the Super Bowl, ownership likes to think, okay, we've now arrived. We don't need to rebuild again. And yet with the quarterback that they went to the Super Bowl with, they're giving up on him. They gave him $74 million guaranteed. They're now trading up to draft his replacement ultimately, would there not be a little bit more pressure to take Mac Jones? Because Mac Jones comes in and, like, the future is now. Is there any thought among the experts in the room that the future needs to be now for San Francisco? Yes, that is definitively one of the conversations. My own personal opinion on it is that that is ludicrous. Um, Because all anyone ever says is how great a coach Kyle Shanahan is. And if the 49ers were to make the unimaginable decision to fire him, I think practically every team in the league would be lined up to hire him. We would see situations where teams might fire their coaches for the opportunity to hire Kyle Shanahan. So to me, getting rid of him would be crazy. Now, that pressure comes in a lot of other ways, Bob, obviously, besides just the possibility of losing your job. So, yes, I think if they draft Mac Jones and they don't win, then I think that that will be viewed one way. And if they draft Trey Lance and they don't win immediately, that will obviously be viewed differently and and you know lewis riddick said a really smart thing he said it on get up like two weeks ago and he'll say it again tonight like the objective is not to win the draft like everyone will be talking about who won the draft who added mel's grades and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day the objective is to win games and win the super bowl so whether everybody thinks mac jones was worth trading two number ones to move up to the third spot to take whether that means you didn't win the draft if you win a championship or at least get real close with him, if he plays great and wins you a lot of games, then you won in the only way that really matters. And so that's why Lewis is on board with taking Mac Jones. I'm on board because I am of the opinion that if you're going to give up all of that, you might as well get a player who might have a ceiling that is markedly higher. I think you could have gotten someone as good as Mac Jones a lot less expensively than, than they will be getting him if this is what they do tonight. But that's the beauty of this. Everyone has an opinion. They'll go back and forth. And I genuinely don't believe we will know until the second Goodell says it which quarterback it is they're taking. Yeah, it's awesome. And from your standpoint, you kind of have to ride the crest of the waves of all these possible surprises. When you're in that room, again, production meeting-wise, getting ready for the show tonight, what is the consensus of like the first time you're going to see which team aggressively try to make a trade, a surprise pick, one where you've got four or five voices in the room and they all have a different opinion on who a certain team might pick and what direction they might go in. There's two of those. So the first of them is San Francisco because I think that the, the rest of, well, the first 10 or 12 picks shape up very differently based upon which quarterback goes at three. 
If Lance goes at three, then you have a certain group of teams that might be interested in Mac Jones. If Jones goes at three, there's a different group of teams that might be interested in Trey Lance. So that, that becomes that part. So that, I think, reshapes a few different things. The other piece, and I think the bigger one uh, related to the question you just asked me, is at four. Because three different things could happen at four. The Falcons could take a quarterback to be the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. They could trade the pick to someone who wants to take a quarterback. Or the Falcons could take an offensive playmaker, most likely Kyle Pitts, from Florida. The way that that goes will obviously shape a lot of things that come after it. We will either have one quarterback remaining in play by the time we get of the big group, of the group of five big quarterbacks. We'll either have one of them left or two of them left by the time we get to the fifth pick. And that obviously will change a lot of the dynamics, how desperate teams are to trade up for them um, and how far one of them winds up lasting into the night. If quarterbacks go one, two, three, and four, which, as you know, Bob, has never happened before, um, then I think there's a really good chance that we will have all the quarterbacks off the board by the seventh pick, maybe eight at the latest. Someone will trade up there because desperation will set in. If two of them fall past four, there might be a little bit less um, of that desperation, and so we teams might not be as inclined to trade up as high if they don't feel like they need to. So that, to me, is where the whole thing will pivot. Who do the Niners take at three, and then what? what player, what, what position is selected at four. It, it's awesome because that means no matter what happens at three, somebody's phones are going to start to light up. And there, there will be major phone calls, you would think, on-the-clock phone calls made the moment that the pick is made at three and the league finds out which of those two quarterbacks is now off the board and which one, more importantly, is still available because it lights up somebody's market for a quarterback. That's fun. Exactly. And it's fun. All right, now, uh, final question before I let you go, because I know you got a ton of work to do uh, to get ready for this thing tonight. Todd McShay at 23 has the Jets drafting cornerback Greg Newsom from Northwestern. If his mock draft hits at that moment, Greeny's reaction yeah. will be what? Hey, it'll be phenomenal. I'll just point to my tie. I'm wearing a purple tie tonight, and that is not a coincidence. Um, <laughs> Northwestern is going to have two players selected in the first round for the first time in school history, they're going to have, when Rashawn Slater goes off the board somewhere in the top 10 or 12 picks, he'll be the first first-round pick that we've had since 2005. So I will be thrilled. I, I can tell you two things. I don't think that's going to happen on two fronts, um, Bob. Here's just a little bit of, of inside intel that I've been hearing. Um, I believe Newsom will be gone by the time the Jets draft at 23. And I believe there is a really good chance the Jets are going to trade up. Now, you obviously know more people at the Jets than I do, but I've got a lot of people telling me, and I like this, by the way, that the Jets, you know, they have all, I hate the term draft capital just because it's so overused, but it actually does tell the story better than draft picks. What, what all these extra picks the Jets have over the next two years what they represent are just assets, just opportunities. And it, it, I, th- I like the idea of packaging up some of them to move up a little bit aggressively in round one tonight to, to, to identify a player that you really want and get him somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 or 17 rather than waiting and see where the board falls to you at 23. So I don't think Newsom will be there at 23, and I don't think the Jets will be there at 23. So that, that is my expectation for the night. Well, here's the one thing I'll leave you with. One little bit of intel that I can give you from a Jet standpoint. Someone who knows yeah. or would know told me, not necessarily about tonight, but more wide-angle lens. Said, look, in the next two years, I think they've got 21 draft choices in the next two years. 
we're not anticipating drafting 21 players. So what they're telling you is, yes, like you accumulate 21 draft choices over the next two years, but we're not using them all where they're slotted to take. We're not, we're not going to draft 21 guys. So there's no question. I mean, you accumulate these draft choices so that, A, you can get, hopefully, as many good players as you can to bolster your roster. But, B, if you see a guy that you have 10th on your board, you're sitting at 23rd, that guy is still there at 16, 17, 18, you're absolutely looking to move up to go get a guy that you think is a value pick. And everybody's draft board is different. So, yeah, I mean, they, part of the reason they've made the trades that they have made is to have the ammunition to go up if they want to go up. No question. Who do you think it is they'd be interested in going up to get? Knowing their needs as well as anybody does, as you do all the games, um, what is it? I, I saw one mock draft today. I've seen so many of them. I apologize to whomever it is I'm not crediting with this. It might have been right. Matt Miller. It might have been Daniel Jeremiah. I don't even remember. But while I was having breakfast, I was just looking at all the mock drafts that people are posting today. And someone has the Jets trading up to get um, Elijah Vera Tucker the guard from USC. He's actually played tackle at USC, but he projects to being a guard. And he's, he's probably the third best lineman in this draft after Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater. I, I can personally say I love that idea. Um, I remember a year that, and you will remember it well, that the Jets used two first-round picks on offensive linemen, Zabrikashaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold. I was hosting the draft on radio that day. I remember John Clayton said that's about as sexy as a bathrobe. But the reality is the Jets had a really good offensive line for the next decade. And among other things, it got them to two conference championship games. So if, if indeed it is that offensive lineman that everybody loves that they identify and go up and get, personally, Bob, I think that would be a great move. Uh, that would be the name that, you know, of, of all of the names, that would absolutely be the one top of mind for me. That if he drops down to where they think they've got the ammunition to go up and get him, yeah. because I mean, the other, obviously, the other need would probably be to look at some of the edge rushers, but the edge rushers in this draft all have Achilles heels. You know, there really isn't one that jumps off the page as being like kind of the prototypical, I can't believe he's there in the teens because he should have been a top 10 pick, let's go get him type. But I mean, their, their general manager is an offensive lineman and he knows you ha- he drafted an offensive lineman in the first round last year for a reason. You can't bring Zach Wilson here and have him running for his life the way Sam Darnold did for three years. It's just that defeats the purpose of starting over a quarterback. So I am 100% on board with that. If they see Vera Tucker dropping, I definitely think they'll be making phone calls to see if they have the firepower to go up where they need to to get him. Yep. You make another good point there, Bob, by the way, for everybody listening, and that is you know, and I saw a mock draft today that, that had, I think that had someone taking Quiddy Pay, might have had the Giants taking Quiddy Pay at 11, who is the, the uh, defensive end out of Michigan. That would be very high. I think, you know, usually this draft is going to be super offense heavy at the top. We, yes. we could easily go eight, nine picks before we get to a defensive player. And the primary reason for that, just for everybody watching tonight that hasn't been following all of this buildup, is because the positions that usually get drafted up there are these edge rushers, exactly what you're talking about. And there isn't one that sort of rises to that level. Quiddy Pay, Aziz Arjelari, Zavin Collins, uh, whoever the other guys that will go in round one tonight are. Jalen Phillips, who was a super talented player out of Miami, but major medical questions. Um, none of them probably rises to that level. So I think that's another good point, is that when the Jets do have their pick scheduled at 23, that is around the time that we should start seeing those guys going off the board. So 
the counter argument to what we're saying is if that's what you decide you want, not just for the Jets, but any team that's in the 20s, you probably sit there and take them because there should be several of those guys available. Absolutely. My, my clock discipline right now, by the way, is suffering. So I should let you go because you have a show to get ready for tonight, and I've kept you well, way too long. I don't have anything that you tell me. I know <laughs> when the next break is. If you have something else planned, by all means, say goodbye to me. But I have nothing – I honestly have not, nothing better to do right now than sit here and talk about this with you. You're, you're the best, but I do have to say something about ZipRecruiter now, and I believe every time <laughs> I say something about ZipRecruiter, there's like somewhere between 1000 and 1500 bucks that goes into your pocket. So I think I do need yeah, to right, check that box on your behalf. Every time you say that, Bob, I get paid. So Perfect. let me say goodbye to you. And- there we go. Uh, goodbye to everybody. Thank you to everybody for the nice notes I've been getting all day. I really appreciate it. We're going to have a great time tonight, and I hope everyone will enjoy watching. Greeny, you're the best. I'm going to get you paid right now. Thank you, Bob. Have fun tonight. That is Greeny on his show here on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, Bob Wachusen. We'll get right to the telephones at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Football season is off. It's wild. And obviously with all the trades, free agents, signings, coaching hires, teams have a lot to be excited about for the coming season. And with the draft tonight as well, if you want to hire people that you're really excited about, team up with ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Head to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash, wait for it, Greeny. That's right. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Happy to get Greeny paid. Uh, will the three quarterbacks be taken with the first three picks tonight? They will. Will it be four in a row? Who knows? We're going to find out. The 2021 NFL Draft is right here on ESPN Radio later on tonight. Presented by Sherwin-Williams. First round coverage begins at 7 Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Again, Bob Shoes and in for Greeny. Let's squeeze in Mike in North Carolina. First caller of the day here on Greeny. Yes, sir. I just want to call and ask you how uh, about your predictions on who's going to be the winners of this draft and the losers of this draft. Just an early prediction. Oh, man. I mean, how would I know? We, obviously, you don't know who the winner and losers are of the draft for like three years. But one team that I think is positioned to be a big-time winner tonight, in my opinion, is Carolina. Sitting there at eight, they got Sam Darnold. He becomes their quarterback. They trade Teddy Bridgewater away, and, and, you know, obviously that is to clear the path, you know, for Sam Darnold to be the no-doubt-about-it starter. But in my opinion, and to allude to what Greeny was talking about, especially if Atlanta goes with Kyle Pitts at number four, whichever quarterback isn't taken at number three, there's a chance that guy slips all the way down as far as number eight. So if you're Carolina – And the picks in front of you, one by one, are not quarterbacks. Detroit stays put at seven. They take a player. Whatever player they take, they just brought in Jared Goff. They're not taking a quarterback. Obviously, Cincinnati, they took a quarterback number one last year. They're not taking a quarterback. So by the time you get to eight, if you believe in Sam Darnold, you could just open up an auction for the eighth pick to the quarterback needy teams that are behind you, beginning with Denver at nine. So I think Carolina could have a bonanza tonight with the eighth pick if you get through seven picks and only three quarterbacks are gone. And if, say, Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both still on the board and Carolina already has their solution at quarterback, now Detroit could do the same. 
Detroit could see if the two quarterbacks are still available at number seven. They just got Goff. They could sit there and open up the phone lines and have an auction for the seventh pick. That One of our guys, uh, I think it was uh, McShay or rather Mel, has a trade happening where the Patriots come up and make a deal to get to seven with Detroit to get one of the quarterbacks as well. So to me, if you're sitting there at seven or eight, and those two quarterbacks are still out there, Fields and Lance or Mac Jones and, and Justin Fields, and all of a sudden there's an auction for one of those spots, you could hit it. You could spin the wheel and you could hit it. And that, that, you know, to me, that, that's where the hidden moment in the first round, at least early on, could be for a team to have a bonanza of capital come their way because they don't need a quarterback and they're going to trade out. It is time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Well, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Bob Oshusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. More calls when we come back. Stick around on ESPN radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Bob in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, this music makes me happy. Baseball is back, and so are your favorite teams and players. Catch the best of the bigs all season on ESPN Plus with over 170 live MLB games featuring every star, every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash baseball. Again, Bob Shoes and in for Greeny. We are on ESPN Radio, of course, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. We'll get back to the phones. A lot of draft talk, obviously, with the draft tonight. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Let's get to Mike in Maryland, who joins us next year on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Um, I haven't heard a lot about the Washington football team, and I want to know which which direction do you think that we're going? Are we going for these second second tier quarterbacks? Maybe one, maybe one slip, or is there any chance we can get Kyle Pitts? 
there's no chance you get Kyle Pitts unless you trade up into the top five, right? Like he's not getting past five or six, and you're at 19, so you would probably have to give up quarterback compensation to go up and get Kyle Pitts. Here's where I think Washington and Chicago are interesting tonight, and it kind of plays into what I was talking about with Detroit and with Carolina. Whatever quarterback falls, if there is a quarterback that Washington or Chicago loves and they get to seven, eight, nine in that range and they're still on the board, Denver sitting at nine certainly seems like they're guaranteed if one of those quarterbacks slips all the way to nine to take them. I don't think getting Teddy Bridgewater in a trade or you know having Drew Locke on the roster does anything to Denver's need for a quarterback. They need a quarterback, and if they really like – you know, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, those guys are still on the board. You may be looking, if you're Washington or Chicago, at having to leap Denver up to seven or eight to get one. So to me, that's where Washington or Chicago could make noise. And also why I think it was malpractice that those two teams weren't more in the Sam Darnold thing. Because they could have checked that box without giving up a first-round pick or multiple first-round picks or whatever the overall compensation would have to be to go from 19th or 20th up into the top 10 if that's what they do tonight to get a quarterback. They should have been much more aggressive in going after Sam Darnold, and they may end up paying the price, and it might be a double whammy for Carolina. Not only did they get Sam Darnold without having to give up a first-round pick, but they might accrue a lot of draft capital from either Washington or Chicago because they got Darnold and they don't need a quarterback anymore. And now they could you know, mortgage that eighth pick to one of these teams that needs to jump up to the top ten to get one. So a lot could happen. It really all starts after San Francisco makes their pick. You know, depending on how much in love you are with either Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Because one of those two guys is going to be available once we get past three. And then the phones light up. Let's talk to Dave in Wisconsin who joins us next year on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Bob Shoes and in for Greeny. Hey, Dave. Hey, Bob. How's it going today? Good. I uh, I uh, just uh, have a quick question. What if San Francisco is blowing smoke up everybody and is actually going to take Chase or Pitts at three because they invested so much money in the Jimmy? There's no way they traded all of that draft capital to go up to three to take a position player. You don't do that. You don't trade two first-round picks and the 12th pick this year. So, in essence, three first-round picks for one first-round pick to go up to three in a quarterback-heavy draft unless you're going up to get a quarterback. I mean, unless I'm mistaken, Kyle Shanahan said as much. He said they're going to go up and get a quarterback. So, like you said, I mean, it would be an amazing smoke-blowing routine if that's what they did, and they would also be lambasted for it because that would be massively overpaying for a position player in a quarterback-heavy draft. Uh, to me, that would just make no sense. Talk to Gordon in Massachusetts, who joins us next on ESPN Radio. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, three, I believe the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. They went up there with him in position to take, and they looked at the other quarterback to see if they could beat him out. I don't believe they did. They've got Mac Jones because they want to win now. The more they wait, the more contracts come up due, and the higher they have to pay other position players. Mac Jones can win now for them. They don't have to teach him anything. The other quarterbacks have great potential, but they have to learn. Mac Jones does not have to learn. And I do not believe the Patriots will trade up to get a quarterback at all. They want to take control again of the AFC East, and they'll do that not so much with offense, but as they've won before with defense. You might be right about the Patriots. I think you're 1,000% right about Mac Jones. And if they take him, why they're taking him? Because they look at him as a plug-and-play guy 
that they know exactly what they are getting. And I agree with you as well. I don't think you trade up to that spot. I talked about this a lot yesterday. I don't think you give up everything that they gave up to go up to that spot unless you're going up for the guy you want. So if you're in your owner's office as you're approaching this draft and you gave up two ones plus the 12th pick this year, so again, in essence, three ones to go up to get one one as the third pick, and you're telling your owner, this is what we need to do, and the owner says, great, who are we going up to get? And you're like, well, we're not sure. We'll let this play out. Not 100% sure. No. You stand in front of your owner and you're like, we love this guy. We want this guy. We got to go up and get this guy in particular because you're kind of announcing to your owner and to the world that you don't really know what you're doing if you're going to trade all of that to go up to three and then you're still going to let the process play out. That's why I don't believe that this has ever been about anything for them other than Mac Jones. Now, again, could Trey Lance have opened their eyes in a way they never expected? And maybe there's some hemming and hawing inside their room. That's possible. But if I were the owner and I was told Mac Jones is the guy, and then 20, 30 days later, I'm told something different? That would worry me. That would worry me a lot. Hour number one in the books on draft day. We have finally arrived at the NFL draft. Triple eight, say ESPN. Triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. If you're on hold, stay right there. I promise we will get to you right when we come back. A lot more phone calls on the other side of a quick timeout. Bob Wischusen, in for Greedy, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.